Howdy, everybody. Howdy. Welcome to the greatest podcast. No, no, that ain't quite right. Welcome to the only podcast dedicated to the greatest game in the world. That would be Advanced Squad Leader. That would be. I gotta ask you something, Dave. Yeah, Jeff. What's a podcast? I don't rightly know. <laughs> We've been doing it all these years, and we still don't <laughs> not, know. Have not figured it out. Haven't none. Quite figured out. And for no reason in particular, we are playing bluegrass tonight. Other than it makes, you know... Why are you giving up the accent too soon, Jeffrey? Well, it kind of makes my feet start to tapping around all by themselves. I can't hardly sit in my chair. <laughs> Look at me go. Look at you go. Yee! Ha! Bet you didn't realize I could dance so nice with no pants on. That's, that's right. Is that music loud enough? It seems so quiet over here where I am. But I don't make it too loud. Jake, turn, play that fiddle louder, Jake. <laughs> oh. Who's Jake? And why is he playing the fiddle in that way? A, a fiddling friend. Yeah. So here we are. We're back for another exciting episode. And Dave, I have to ask you, how are you? I am A-OK. I was overwhelmed by the... Lack of outpouring for, uh, of, uh, <laughs> concern. for your, uh, there were, there were two comments. There were two comments. Yeah. yeah. Listeners are good. They don't want to, yeah. they don't want to be, they don't want to make it too big. No. They don't want to get all in your stuff. Yeah. 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 No, I'm doing okay. You look, you look great. Well. You look 10 years younger. Yeah. I still, 20 years younger. I still need to keep. I've been thinking about getting my eyes examined, <laughs> but you look fabulous. I still need to keep correcting Correcting my lifestyle. Yeah. So, so what does that mean exactly? Correcting? Get like lose some weight. Oh. You have a goal? Did you make a New Year's resolution? No, no, I did oh, not. Okay. Did you? That probably would have been the time. <laughs> Those never work, so you just gotta kinda do it. You're you know, you you got the wrong attitude, that's all. Nah, we're not gonna play that one. <laughs> Who's it doing banjos? It was, but it's a banjo and a dobro. Or what are those things called where they have the little hammers and they... Oh, dulc- hammer dulcimer. Yeah, d- dulcimer. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like it. Squeal like a pig. Been, yeah, that's why it takes me back <laughs> to my days. Back in the... I wonder, uh, would that film still stand up? Probably. Probably. Well, this is episode 191, Jeff. 191. 191. What are we doing for 200. Um, March Madness. You know, you know what I thought we might do, we, and we should let's discuss it, discuss this off, off the air, so that no one will know. No one will know. What I'm thinking about though is because nobody's listening right now, is us uh, videoing every episode. So we'll have the video camera going so people can watch on YouTube at any time, but it'll also be available in podcast form, and it'll just be us sitting here talking like we do. Like starting with episode 200? Yeah. We're not going to go to a special place? You want to go somewhere special? Like March Madness. Oh, I see. Tournament. Kansas City. Kansas City. Huh. We talked about it before, but since I edit the show and then listen when they get posted. (laughs) I know we did. Because you don't even listen to us, though, do you? Um, I do. Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. But Kansas City would be nice. uh, I was born in Kansas City. 
as you, you know, you sprang forth from your as you mother's know. loins, yes. if I recall. Yes, sprang, sprang out. Of when there. did they leave Kansas City? I was less than a year old. Wasn't there a roller derby team from Kansas City? Yeah, the Kansas City Bombers. Yeah, the Bay Area Bom- the, No, the Bombers, <laughs> the Kansas City Bombers. Yeah, yeah, with Raquel Welch. Uh, possibly. <laughs> was there a movie too? Speaking of films. I think there was. We're not going to do for Spy and Sprocket if we ever do another one. Are we going to do the Churchill film? Uh, no, I don't think so. So we can talk about it now. Yeah. What'd you think? What was the name of it again? Um, the Darkest Hour? Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought it was okay. I actually didn't love it. I went, uh, at a nice time I went with Rich and his son, one of his sons. And Mike was there with his lovely wife, and we all sat together and watched it, and um, they really liked it. They liked it a lot. I was not that enamored with it, and I think maybe it's because I had just so recently been watching The Crown and was really like John Lithgow's portrayal of Churchill, and all these same events were were brought similar, out. Similar. Very similar. Except it's got more into detail with the actual... Yeah doubt about the decision to stay in the war. Yeah. And I yeah. <laughs> I was I'm skeptical. I cuz I I know, you know, it's a movie they got to make it interesting. Did he really have that much doubt? I wondered about stuff. Yeah, I wondered too. I think we had talked earlier too. Did he ride the tram? Yeah, did he ride the underground? Did he take a lorry to the tram? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then talk to everybody. And then did the American Werewolf in London come at him down in the underground? Exactly. I was wondering that, <laughs> am I, too. Am I thinking of a different film? No, no, you got it. <laughs> that, was that, stroke has done, that stroke has done wonders for your memory. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I liked it more than you. I, yeah, I was can't bo- I was rave, bored. rave. I actually thought time went okay. Time passed okay. Mm. I really did. And my kids went. So you recall me telling you, yeah, Megan and... Yeah. Oh, all three went, right? Yeah. And they made it right through, and they thought it was, you know, good. Were they on their phones the entire time? No. Okay. No, no, that's no. good. So a film with all talking. Yeah. And no action. There was basically. very, yeah, pretty much no action. How often do you get those in these days? It's pretty, it's, I guess, rare. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess there's talk about, uh, you know, buzz about an Academy Award, the buzz, assuming he doesn't. Turns out he doesn't. Uh, he hasn't been chasing women or something inappropriately. Oh, Gary Oldman. I thought he was an interesting Churchill. I thought other people actually did better Churchills. Did you like his manner, his demeanor, his? Because you can't do a Churchill movie without imitating Churchill. Yeah, I would think so. Now you could do a Lincoln movie without imitating Lincoln because we don't nobody know. Nobody knows what nobody Lincoln knows. really talked like. Yeah. And you know why I never saw Lincoln? You know why? Because I didn't like the way in the in the trailer, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, I thought, nah, he doesn't sound like Lincoln. He made a great Lincoln. Lincoln was a good film, too. Was that the name of it? Yes. Just Lincoln? Lincoln. Saw that with Adam. I much preferred uh, Henry Fonda as Lincoln. Or maybe that was young Mr. Lincoln. I can't remember. <laughs> I never saw that yeah. one, either. Yeah. You know what's troubling me today? What? 
is these death threats being made. Everyone's always making death threats at people for anything. Does that happen to you at school? Is school getting you down, Dave? Uh, <laughs> tell me, my friend. Yeah. Is school get, Hey, we used to do that on yeah. the show. We is that do what's that. bothering you, Bunky? When were we doing that to? We did we a... read some ASL... I don't know. We did a comedy bit with that, didn't tip, we? Yeah, tips from the bunkers or yeah. something and then yeah. read them to that. Yeah. We got to do that again. Um no, no one's threatened me at school. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about because I I've turned off all news. I don't read any news anymore. Oh boy, I don't watch any news. Oh boy. <laughs> and you know it. what? I feel great. I bet you do. I do. I, it actually is getting to me. It's horrible. It's getting to me. And I have no respect for any any news source practically anymore. Oh, but you can. There's a few. You can. There's a few. You Mike, you can. But network news. I just don't, I don't know if I trust any of it. No, you certainly can. In fact, that's the other thing is we are having an issue with people portraying everything as fake news when it's really not. Yeah. Lots of it really is not. There's a media um, chart. Did I ever show you that chart? Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) Maybe not. There's a, this woman had gone in and tried to get the media outlets organized by Left and right swing, mm-hmm. cons- uh, conservative, liberal, on this axis across the top. And then going down, she went from like straightforward information. Um, like at the top of the PBS News Hour, there's straightforward information. Yeah. Just news and here, here, here. Like, you know, and then they'll get into editorializing, but they'll do a very good job of having a, a, a Republican and a Democrat and both intelligent. I think I told you my father-in-law was out watching with me, and he does a lot of Fox, and he said, boy, who would have known this issue was this complicated? (laughs) And I was kind of like, you know, you could watch this channel and see both sides and even just see neutral specialists talk about um, how... Healthcare is run, you know, and they they have no bias at all. They're just talking about how, where the money goes, how what problems are, whatever, to get informed. And so, yeah, this chart ranks it. Then it gets into like leaves out facts, and then going down further to outright lies. And what was really funny was it kind of looks like a bell curve. All the news outlets, starting with the centers, which are some standard news ones, and then you get your CNN going to the left, you know, and Fox to the right, and you know, so at least people can know what they're getting. Of course, you should be able to figure that out anyway by what you're watching. But in the bell curve, well, then down in the like in the middle, being not political or not left or right, but center, but all the way down in the line part. All by itself, with like nothing else around it, was the National Enquirer. Really, <laughs> you know, toaster talks to woman. Yeah, man has alien come out of his nose. Yeah, <laughs> because it's all full of lies, but it's not political at all. So it sat there dead in the middle at the bottom <laughs> by itself. And I thought there were other papers like that, The Sun or something, or I yeah, The know. Sun. But anyway, this person did a nice job. Pretty independent, and I went back to kind of double-check some of it and see what it was like. But the death threats, are you trying to avoid that topic? 
No, I, I don't know anything about it because, like I say, I don't read any news anymore. And here's why. Can I tell you why? Oh, yeah. yeah. Then you can tell me about the death threats. <laughs> I can't do anything about the news. Well, right. But I can't. And, you know, I, no. can, I can talk till I'm blue in the face to a hundred people and never change one person's mind. So why bother? So what can I do to affect change in the world? I can be nice to people. I'm right. going to start tomorrow. <laughs> I, yes, and we are like I've never seen you do that before. Yeah. So, like, you know, go to Walgreens, be nice to people. Sure. Well, and that's what I can. That's how I can affect change in the world. Can't do it by watching the news. I can't do it by arguing with people. Can't. So I'm not gonna not gonna waste my. Well, time. I told you about the guy at Burger King. Did he change right. his order because you told him? I had on a Bernie. Oh shirt. yeah, the Bernie's the Bernie shirt, <laughs> yeah. which kind of I bought as. There's some things that he wanted to do. I thought were great ideas, and some things I did not like. So again, there's no just like party everybody. for me, and yeah. there's no party for you. And everyone has to make these deals with the devil, you know. To, um, if, you know, if you're pro life, how can you, you know, you're kind of stuck with some of this other baggage that comes with that. People who are are similar, you know what I'm saying. There's yeah. no real party for any of us, right? I don't think. But he stayed, and we and we did talk. He made a comment, which was kind of a. Uh, you know, because he wanted—I think he wanted to spew evil at me, <laughs> and, and yeah, and he stayed, and we talked, and we, we. When I started making too much sense, I noticed he started to want to change the subject. Um, See, and I could agree with lots of his positions because I have actually several conservative positions that run through me, and and there are odds with my liberal ones, so. Um, well, they're different topics, but right, I could say yes. I oh, I agree with you on that. That's right. We do. Yes, this country needs to get the finances straightened up. Oh, yes, you know. I thought it was kind of a fun day. Well, a fun a moment. He didn't go nuts on me. Did I change his opinion though? Yeah. Or, you know, did he or did he change mine? No. Well, of course, I, mean, I would say I was better informed than him, so he couldn't already, change my mind. He didn't have good facts. Yeah. He was coming out with a lot of kind of and you're already open-minded, so. Yeah, I try try to be. And, of course, as a teacher, I try and study. And that's where I have to look at the news to get both sides of all issues and listen to all the pundits and be up on current events and yeah. social studies. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, It's your job. Yeah. It's my job to not. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it's getting me down a bit. Um, yeah. It's a very interesting time we're living in. We yeah. There was a populist revolution where we talked about this before on the air. And both Bernie and Donald came from that populist uprising yeah. against the establishment. So that alone is an interesting thing to look at as far as social studies goes and political history. Yeah, but but no, the death threats. I don't know why I'm who's gig- making I don't know why I'm threats? giggling. But this lady stood up at a board meeting at a school, and she said, "How come the superintendent's getting a raise and the teachers haven't gotten raised for ten years?" And I'm a teacher, and I don't care about the politics of that, folks. The point was. They took her down, like on the way out or something, the cops. People were sending death threats to the school board over that. Wow. What, what, what's with that? And then this football team. What, where, where was the school? Where did this take place? I don't know. Do you want to play that music again? Oh, one of those places. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't know. I have to look it up. I, All right. I don't want to do that now. Um, and then I think today I saw players on a football team that lost were getting threats. 
Wow. <laughs> and, and there's been tons more. It's the crazy, oh, people say it all the time. Oh, I made this comment on my on my account, you know, my Facebook or whatever. And I started getting death threats from people. It's crazy. You know, famous people make a comment. Someone sends them a death threat. Why Why are we all... <laughs> Why are we all responding this way, Jeff? I don't know. Why do why you feel you have to kill somebody who who does something we don't like now? Now, that's not nice, right? You, you know, that's just not nice. It's not nice. They should. Everybody should just take it easy. Slow down, everybody. Put your feet up. Put your feet up. Bring out the jug. Break out your corn cob pipe. Yep. And smoke a bowl. Set a spell. Not, not of that stuff. Smoke yeah. a bowl of tobacco. Tobacco. Yeah. Some nice tobacco. Yeah, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Like you got nothing better to do than sit around emailing death threats to people. It's it's disturbing. It's, it is. Disturbing. And now, not that they act on it. Of course, they don't. Yeah. Of course, they don't. But golly, it's crazy. Yeah. I think another football coach lost a game and he got some death. It's insane. People take it a little too seriously. But anyway, like sorry. for letters letters we we love it when you the listener takes up quill and parchment and ink fresh ink in the ink well and does a nice calligraphy letter for us we love it got any letters there dave i have one from preston yonkins fairly long but it's full of some great asl ideas he says he liked the recent episode when we had the contest, although he didn't win, and he thought it had some great ideas in the contest, and it got his mind thinking about other topics to discuss. And so he says, as to scenarios on the 442nd Omnise Regiment yes. that you talked about, mm-hmm. the ASL Archive lists a number, many by a designer named Jeffrey T. Allen, but I fo- only found one on the internet. Puka Puka, and one in Rally Point, 13, one with Schwerpunkt, Pack 2, and one with Route Pack 2. So there are some more out there. Uh, Though not a contest, and I think you guys have talked about this before, but what do you think the designers of Squad Leader and then into Advanced Squad Leader got wrong? Or what was in Squad Leader that should have been kept in ASL? Mm. For example... I am one of those who liked sniper counters. They used to have... Now, I didn't play squad leader. No, you didn't. Neither did you. No. But they used to have an individual sniper counter, and you could place them, move them around. It wasn't a random direction die roll. Oh. He says he liked that, though he has resigned himself to the idea of viewing the SAN as a random event. And I am not convinced partisans should be treated the same as some Italian squads. Although I realize... It would have made the game even more complicated. I think that the variability among partisan units would have been much greater than that of the regular units. And I don't know what he's referring to specifically there. Yeah. Except maybe the partisans come in two squads now, 337 and a 527. Um, I still don't like the random nature of the Panzerfaust, anti-tank magnetic mine, and mm. Molotovs. Yeah, I th- he, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with him on that. 
you got to roll the die to have the Panzerfaust. It's just so. How would he do it? Just you get. The, they used to have counters, Panzerfaust counters, and you could just assign them to yep. units. You put it right yeah. on top of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. The counters made the stacks really tall. Yeah. So you know you had three Panzerfausts and <laughs> with three squads and and light machine guns and things. Yeah. So I understand getting it out of there, but. I think you could write it down. Oh, I think it says somewhere in the rules, write it down on a sheet of paper or assign a, a oh, which squad to which squad Yeah, and say, okay, I have this number because they're limited, right? You get one per squad in some year. I'm sure they didn't want to do that because most people don't like that book, bookkeeping while they're playing. There's there's another issue. So, yeah, that, that I mean, I'm used to that because, again, I never played with Panzerfaust counters or anti-tank magnetic mine counters. Um, but it gets kind of random. Yeah. So either a unit has them or it doesn't. Being in a poor position to use them is what the patsy is for. When you roll, yeah, that's what the rule says. If you don't roll and don't have it, you either didn't have one or you weren't in a position to get it to fire at the tank. Frankly, I wonder if this was more to deal with the mechanics of having two or three squads carrying three or... PFs each all in a single hex. I yeah, think that, what you were just saying. Yeah, that was a problem. Maybe each squad carrying Panzerfaust could have uh, received a counter with four on one side and three on the other, and then two and then one. Use a Panzerfaust and flip it over. Oh, so it could have the Panzerfaust written yeah. on the counter that it right. has. I guess you could do that. Or um, counters, of course. Or but. counters, or replace it with the next step down. Yeah. Like a f- two Panzerfaust guy. Would they carry a lot of them? I guess they could. Historically, I don't know. And if there's any money in that idea, he says, I give broken ground design my rights to the same. Ah. So somebody, well, I guess he wants broken ground design to come up with some yeah. counters that you could put in. That are labeled as having Panzerfaust and can be flipped. And there you go, Alan. If, you've, if you're looking for something to do, which I'm sure you're not, but if you are, <laughs> that could be interesting. Well, yeah. yeah. And Preston, think about giving Bounding Fire the rights too. They like to put out those counter sheets. Yes, the they tournament do. And yeah. whatnot. Finally, he says, I thought the original squad leader made the mistake of not having specific machine gun and other support weapons and teams or crews. I just think that would be far more realistic. I know some third-party products have incorporated this. So he's saying Squileader did not have specific machine guns? I guess oh, so. Oh, generic. It was just guns. machine gun? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Again, great show. Hoping the contest stimulated some ideas among designers for scenarios. Yeah, possibly. Though I remember thinking when I started playing Squileader that they needed a few more scenarios and maybe some more maps. <laughs> Be careful what you yeah, wish for. Really, that is so true. Thank you, Preston. And I've got one here. I just um, a few shows ago, I mentioned something just in passing about the idea of coming up with the Advanced Squad Leader Quitters Kit to sort of offset the the starter kit, and uh, just said a few comments about that. And Martin Vicka took the ball and ran with it. And actually came up with a proposed cover for said Advanced Squad Leader Quitters Kit, which we will put in our show notes, so you can look at it there. But it's a oh, it's a great it's a great silhouette, you know, the typical silhouette kind of uh, of an army guy, 
that you see on the front of ASL. But in this case, he's got his hands up like he's surrendering. And it says, uh, so he designed this whole thing. It says, the programmed instruct, this program instruction will teach you how to safely quit as well as how to deal with withdrawal symptoms, resist upcoming releases, realistically price and sell your games on eBay, and deal with peer pressure uh, of loved ones who still play. So there it is. He's got a few other things there. It's very cleverly done, so we'll post that so other people can enjoy it. Excellent. I have one from Mark. He says, guys, I've been meaning to write for a while. I don't trust the recording thing and not sure I could keep my thoughts organized with it when we listeners can record a message. There's a link on the right side of our page, everybody. Mm -hmm. Leave a voicemail. This way, maybe you can cut out some of my whining as well. First, yeah. which we won't do, of course. No, no. First of all, congratulations on a high-quality podcast over the years. Not many people can do that. I guess you have another one going as well, Spine and Sprocket. And I hope that one is at That's least... That's the death knell for Spine and Sprocket <laughs> right there. Be. We have not done we one in a while. He says he hopes the content can be at least 1% ASL. He hasn't listened. Well, we've done some war films and books. Yeah. Hoping to tie over with the audience. Yeah. Um, I hope you go for a long time. I listen... Even when I have had enough ASL, which happens every six months. Let's face it, ASL may be the greatest game, but it's also the most ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, is it? Yeah. The most ridiculous? Oh, to try and play, to learn? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I suppose. I just always thought it was like the most uh, good word for complicated um, detailed. Yeah, detailed, intricate. I always like the guys that say, actually, you know, the game is only 30 pages of rules, and then the rest are just exceptions. <laughs> In the rules? The other, the other that... 120 pages is just exceptions. <laughs> but you got to know. special cases. But you got to know the exceptions. You got to know them all. You got to know it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I listened to all the new episodes, and I've been listening from number one on. I think I'm nearly finished. So he's doing catch-up and yeah. any new ones. That's probably a good way to listen. Go back and start at one, work your way you through. And then when a new one hits, go ahead and listen to it also Oh yeah. to keep up. And then go back and continue doing the backlogging. Yeah, if you do that, there's a huge payoff. Oh, did you see that GMT Games got into hot water for calling their new Market Garden game Holland 44 when none of the fighting took place in Holland? It was in some other part of the Netherlands. Henry Zork on BGG said, none of the fighting takes place in Holland, the most western part of our tiny nation. Technically, it should be called, a, <laughs> um, instead of Holland 44, a bit of Brabant and Gelderland 44. There we go. Nobody <laughs> would buy that. That's why. <laughs> he has a link to the thread, which I'll try and put on. And here's his whining portion of his letter. Okay, Jeff, the whining ready? He says, photos are art, Dave. Come on. Dave, maybe photos we, are art. Maybe we can Dave. all learn about that together. Well, I don't think, you know, when I go to the Art Institute of Chicago, which is a very fine establishment full of mm -hmm. art and institutional stuff, I go there and when I see the photo gallery, I just keep walking. I don't look. The, I want to see the art. I want to see stuff see that's the been paintings. painted. Yeah. yeah. 
Art is painting. There we go. Art is painting. Uh, he says, number two, I would rather have the old typing listener mail theme. Oh. Bring it back. And this is the second letter that says that. Yeah. A throwback show, maybe? At least once? Well, we did that last show, so we did it for another listener, and now we could say we did it for you. Yeah. Well, we might do it again. Number three, and I have not caught us doing this, Jeff. It is one die and two or more dice. Yes. Grr. Sometimes you get it right. Dave is the main offender here. I think it's a... We know that, and we do do it right sometimes. Yeah, we do. It's just a mental... Right. It's like we don't care. Part. Yeah. Um, four. We should, but we don't. Regarding the what you've been playing lately music, mm-hmm. hideous. Yeah. But it's <laughs> growing on them. <laughs> it will grow on you. It's true. <laughs> Number five. Just Jeff expressed interest in a large gold beach scenario. When we were doing at Nor'easter, I posted many pics on Facebook, and I took largely for him and tagged him. Did you find that? I did see those, yes. Tumbleweeds, like some of your listeners, maybe I missed the response. Oh, you didn't respond to him. Yeah. Did uh, I, you want to do that I now? I beg or? your pardon. <laughs> I, I, I am now officially responding. Consider this your response. Often we do respond on the air. Yeah. Bravo. So you did see the pictures. I did see the pictures, yeah. But though I'm Impressive. not on, and though I probably won't anymore because I'm, I'm not on Facebook very often anymore. Yeah, even as the half squads. No. Yeah. Just to post the show. Yeah. Oh, he says, number six, no shout-out for me as an early Patreon supporter. I guess I didn't pledge enough. His ego is crumbling. This is Mark. I think I'm sure we said thank you, Mark, but we certainly do say thank you now. We do. Absolutely. Number seven, the show. This is Mark K. Yeah. Yeah. Kolinsky. We'll just say it. Okay. (laughs) Number seven, and lastly... The show nearly jumped the shark when Rich Spilkey was taken to task for toilet misuse. I can't believe how much I know that now. That has taken. People really remember that. <laughs> it goes way back because yeah, he started at one and it's it working does. way up. Done whining. I loved the Bonsai Patreon only bonus. Say it again. Patreon listeners, you get a special bonus episode yeah well it's not quite, it's, it's me reading the bonsai magazine out loud yeah in a special deal with the texas guys so subscribe to us on patreon and you'll get that extra that extra um, bit did we get our second one up yet yeah. yes we did yes and we're going to try to get that out also to people who donate on paypal we're Can, trying to figure regularly out how to donate yeah like do a monthly pay on PayPal. Yeah, trying to figure out how to automate that. It's easy to do through Patreon, but um, we're trying to figure it out. Yes. PayPal. And suggestion, when reviewing something, talking about a scenario, interviewing someone, it would be helpful to mention the topic a few times or at least reiterate it at the end. Occasional dullness can nope. make us nod off. Yeah, I think, you know, shoot, did I read this with Aaron, this letter? Well, it's more fun to read it with you. <laughs> he already read it. And we do want to say this show is brought to you by kind donations from Mark. Mark made a very generous donation uh, toward our sound equipment fund. And so we're going to name a microphone after him. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're going to call it a microphone. <laughs> so hand me the microphone. And uh, yes, thank you very much, Mark, for supporting the show. 
And somebody noted that on our site, you know, we've got a special page on our site. It's a special page called Quick Access. And on there we have links to all of the shows, though I haven't really kept up with it, so i gotta, I got to bring that up to date. And then I put little instructions on there, so if you're using the Firefox browser, you can use this little add-in uh, extension called Down the Mall, which will let you easily and instantly download all of our episodes all at once. Well, with the new version of Firefox, the Down the Mall extension no longer works. And apparently the guys that were running that extension have abandoned the project. They've gone on to other things. They were doing it for free for years, and it was a great utility. But it is no longer supported in Firefox, so I'm, I'll take that off the page. And I don't know, you're going to have to figure out a way to down them all with just by hand. Oh, but you can I still, guess. it'll still have the quick access list. Yeah, That's we'll still just have the quick thing. access. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So maybe we'll do something. I don't know if we can put all these in a Dropbox folder or something for people that want to get all the episodes. We'll, we'll think about Boy, that. Well, it'd be a you. lot of listening, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the show is brought to you by fine donations from people like Zeke. Thank you very much, Zeke. And Museum Fest is coming up. We we'll just announced that here. I tweeted it out. Uh, it's coming up January 26th and 27th. PJ Norton's putting that on again. Good, good. Um, all the usual details is email him for more information. I don't think he has a website, so if you can't find PJ Norton, uh, shoot us an email and we'll send one back to you. Although this might be... No, I'll get this up before January 26th. Yeah, I'm looking up uh, Museum Fest here, and I'm not seeing anything. So, yes, you have to write PJ directly. Got a little old letter here from Clinton Payne. He writes, Hi, Jeff and Dave. I've been sitting on this for a while, knowing there is nothing else I could possibly do with it but submit it to you both, you being the world's only repository for such ASL inflected reinterpretations of otherwise popular songs. I know, too, that you may be regularly inundated with amateurish efforts that ape the inspirational and pro prolific efforts of, above all, Dennis Donovan. But nevertheless, I cannot think what else to do with these lyrics except to delete them, which might be a shame. Please find below the real lyrics to Hot Chocolate's You Sexy Thing for your amusement or disappropriation. In the latter case, please delete without the least compunction. Oh, no, no. I think we'll, I'll, maybe I'll give that a shot. Do you want to give that one a shot, Jeff? Well, I, can, can I... Can you sing Can I make a convention? Thing? Can I make a... Yeah. Um, I don't even know the song. You so. sexy thing. Is that the one? I believe in miracles. You sexy thing. By Hot thing. Chocolate. Okay, that... let's try it. <laughs> okay, I, that's, play that's it. That's not it, is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. Try it. <laughs> we'll see. Let us see. Or should we just improv the whole song? <laughs> or give it the full yeah, there you go. Do you know this song? No, I don't think I do know. I don't know this song at all. Wind along with hexy thing. So 
So I have a question. How come we don't know this song? <laughs> That's a good question. Is that because just because I don't watch the news, I also don't listen to music? That's not it. Well, let's, I don't know. <laughs> let's keep that. Okay. I'm going to make that a red star. Clinton, we appreciate, really, we appreciate the effort that you put in these wonderful lyrics. And we can post the lyrics. I don't know if we'll do the song, but... Um, Maybe one of your kids knows it well enough to do it. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. we'd do it. Yeah. Um, I have one from Todd. Dear Dr. Jeff. Yes. I need to speak with someone regarding my existential crisis regarding ASL. It's existential. I'm on the precipice, precipice of selling all my ASL materials beyond valor for, for King, King and Country, Country Yanks. D-B-L-L-R-S. Doom <laughs> Pegasus Bridge, plus more. I will keep my ASL starter kit. <laughs> I have an incredible local group with whom I can play attorney-winning scenario designing ASL honcho who's there to play with me. I, I'm just not sure if it's for me, though. But if the community pulls me in, your podcast, the reason I even bought starter kit and reached out to the local group, the local group, the worldwide community... I really like World War II history, so there's that pull as well. But it seems to really be a game to master the rule, the rules and the SOP. What's SOP? Uh, I think he means the um, advanced sequence of play. Maybe so sequence so. of play. sequence of play. I suppose most games are this, but there are so many that I'm overwhelmed and blasted after playing. Maybe I'm trying too hard and need to relax and have more fun playing. I'm reaching out to you since mm -hmm. you're the newbie, Jeff. Not really anymore, I suppose, of the two of you. Okay, Dr. Dave, I look for your input as well. Existential yours, Todd, the itinerant hobbyist. He's the itinerant hobbyist, and if you haven't been to his website, it's very nice. And he talks a lot about all the games he does. Yeah, hobbyist.blogspot.com. He's guess he's got a YouTube channel as well. And he also signs it confused in Missouri. Yeah. And now that I'm 130 episodes into making my own business podcast, I appreciate the challenges of you making a regular show. <laughs> I wonder what his business podcast is about. I don't know. So what do you think, Jeff? You can counsel him through. Well, I I responded to him and my uh suggestion was Well, many listeners have this problem. Do you think so? We look on eBay. You can see guys dumping yeah. sets. I don't know if yeah. they are retiring and moving or, you know, I mean, you can't take it with you. So, but. Where? When you heaven. retire? Oh, to heaven. <laughs> yeah, probably. But you could take it when you retire. If you're going to retire. you need to raise college money for the kids. Well, that could be. But my suggestion to him was to keep the stuff. You know what's going to happen. You That's know what what's going to happen. Too. You're going to you're hmm. going to sell it all, and then in a few years you're going to say, oh, "I shouldn't have sold it all," and then you're going to buy it all again, and it's just it's bad for the economy <laughs> to be doing that. <laughs> well, I thought it was good for the economy oh. to keep buying and selling. Well, because it, you'll buy a bunch of stuff on eBay that's overpriced, and the people, the nefarious people who are selling it for higher prices than they should be, you're just supporting them, and you know. And I think the you don't key want to do that. Well, that I see, since he does say Dr. Dave may speak, I suppose most games are this, but there are so many that I'm overwhelmed. Maybe I'm trying too hard and need to relax and have more fun playing. Yeah. What do we always say on this show? We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and neither should you worry <laughs> yes. about it. Just play and have fun. Just play. I mean, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I you know, get look it. Look it up later. I mean, yeah. you know, is it, if you can't. 
Yeah. Just well, I, I also referred him to our episode 181 where we were talking to Alan Finlay, um, a broken ground design. Mm-hmm. And Alan said he rarely, if ever, plays anybody, but he loves to study the ASL stuff and he loves it so much that he contributes. He's, he creates scenarios and creates products for it. So there's a lot of ways I told him, I told Todd, there are a lot of ways you can enjoy ASL that doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit face to face with somebody. You know, you can just enjoy collecting it or admiring it or reading it or organizing it and then reorganizing it and then re-reorganizing it. You know, you just do it from that standpoint. Yeah. Just put, push the cardboard around, get out one of those uh, play-by-play uh, replays. Yeah, read along, follow along. Yep, push the counters around, and just have some fun. Now, he does play a lot of other war games, so I can imagine he's kind of trying to figure out how he can find time to do all of it. Yes, if it's a time issue, then yeah. that yeah, may not yeah. be the So you can try quitting choice. your job. <laughs> you could marry somebody, marry like a... Very rich woman. That could work. Yeah. And I have one from Louie, and then I think you have one from Rick. Yes. Just brief ones. Yep. Um, Louie just says, yay, typewriter makes a return appearance from that last episode I did. with uh, We put out, kind of giving it a, another chance there. <laughs> sure, we can always do it in the background, too. Or is it fit? Sorry, it's Out- a little. Outro. Outro music. And our last letter, Jeff, you have from Rick. Like, literally our last star letter. We are caught, like, caught up. Rick writes, and he says, Great job with the podcast, and congratulations on all of your episodes. Do you happen... Hold on. Is it the right one? It's so so distracting. (laughs) Do you happen to know which episodes have interviews with MMP representatives? Do you happen to have an index for what the topics are in each episode? We don't have an index. We do have an index. We do have it an index. It goes up through episode 100. I had it oh, up okay. to remember 130 or yeah. 40, and I lost it when my computer crashed, and I haven't gone back to making it. I will do that when I retire, maybe sooner. I will. We have it. I can talk to you about how to post it, Okay. what, what we have already. It's a spread Google spreadsheet yeah. kind of thing. It doesn't look so good, but it's all there. There's a way to post that, and no one can mess around with it, right? Yeah. Like view only? Yes. All right, we're going to try and get that up, and... And we'll try to do it before... <laughs> Next year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we, if we only do one show tonight, we'll, we'll do it tonight. We'll try to get it done within the next 10 minutes. But if not, if it's not done within the next 10 minutes, then it'll be in 2019, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when I'll be retired. Yeah. And... Me too. But also, you can go to the search. There's a search button. or um, On our website. Yeah. yeah. And search, who's that early guy? Dalton. Keith Dalton. Keith Dalton. Was an right. early rep. Yes. We interviewed him several times, and then we have interviewed Perry has given yes. us the honor of interviewing him. So search Perry. In fact, we usually put Perry in the title. Yeah. And they had another representative for a while, didn't they? And who just disappeared after a bit? No, I don't. Not that I can recall. It, maybe but. it was just Keith. Yeah, otherwise yeah. we don't get a lot of them don't want to talk to us. They don't want to send us any free product, and they don't want to talk to us. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> no, weird Perry, thing. Perry, well, I, I don't get the free product thing. Um, but, yeah, Perry's been very good talking to us. He's a good rep. 
We can email him now. He'll agree to talk to us. Yes, he will. He will. And we'll prepare some comments. That's all we have yeah. for letters. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, hey, Jeff. That music's not hideous. What was no, that it's person not talking about? It's catchy. It makes you want to dance around. Makes you want to, you know, <laughs> kick your feet up. <laughs> That's a toe tapper. Yes, it really is. Well, I played only one game, and you've played none? Right. So this will be a short one, but yes. I just want to discuss this before. I, it fades from my memory. So like so many times we look at these sheets and go, did we play did this? Did we play one? this? Yeah. This looks familiar, but... And this one is from Hakapale. So oh, guess okay. who I played with? Do you remember? Dave Timonen. You are I'm correct. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I used his counter that was in the game. Oh, the Timonen counter. Against him. Oh, that's low. And it got to be interesting. The other two leaders, Finnish leaders, died. Or, you know, rolled a six on a wound check or yeah. whatever. Were gone. His was the only one left. And it... <laughs> several times and actually seemed like his counter was trying to prevent me from winning. Really? <laughs> like it pinned just when I needed it to advance the hex and et cetera, et cetera. Now, I guess. It's like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm like, you're, this counter's doing things to help the, my opponent win. Which I guess when my opponent's trying to harm my all my units, yeah, anything he does to them would be helping Dave win, <laughs> right? Right. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, it seemed very humorous, um, spooky though, in a sort of dull way, <laughs> in, a, in an ASL way, <laughs> in an ASL sort of who cares way. So this is Hunters at Lima. Now he and I had play tested it twice. So why, uh, why did you play it again? We're replaying all of them now that they're official scenarios, I even if they're the same. I still don't get that, though. Yeah, I mean, there are so many scenarios. I mean, obviously, zillions and zillions of scenarios you haven't played. But here's one you're playing third time. And we had no memory of it, either one of us. Oh, really. okay. Well, that helps. But I, you know what I think? I think we did this one. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did we do this as an ASL Extra episode? No, because we would have remembered No, that. I don't think so. No, yeah. right. We would I, have I remembered well, that. Well, I think I would have remembered that title. Well, I'm going to go search for it later. Oh, we can search. Um, our site has a little mm-hmm. <laughs> search button. So it has uh, two boards, but that doesn't matter. It's it's set up with the Germans defending against the Finns. And then the Germans have two AT guns. And the usual stuff for 44, a radio, 100 millimeter OBA. Ah. Now you need that. They do give you a pre-black card. Oh, okay. The first draw is a black card automatically. Yeah. Because, you know, you need it. You need that. That's a good rule. That is a good rule. There is nothing more frustrating than having a lot of big OBA and just having it be worthless. Yeah. And then the Finn are coming on with... um, well, the Germans have 10 squads. The Finn have 18. 
and five vehicles. They got to exit wow. 35 points, which is about like all the vehicles plus a little, I think it was, so close they, to it. Do they come on the board and then have to exit the other end? Yes. Oh, I always like those. I, and this was very, very enjoyable well, yeah. while I was winning massively, it seemed at times. But um, so in our playing, yeah, I, t- I had to fin. Dave set up a defense. I didn't have time to pre-set up. We were getting a late start, 7.38. We finished pretty early. I moved fast, and I'm thinking, you know, like the guys lot was saying, play to have fun. Yeah. So you got most of the rules wrong. You don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I didn't spend too long overthinking anything yeah. either. Yeah. I'm like, you know, play fast. And then uh, Dave didn't have a lot of options as a defender often anyway, so I kind of helped him make some decisions mm. or kind of would say, okay, that guy – can't shoot, can't shoot. You got this shot and this shot. Where are they going to go? Here's a threat. Here's a threat. Boom. Yeah. To help get him to do a quicker um, decision making. Yeah. As a defender, but the two um, AT guns he had way in the back. He had put out three squads in the front individually to shoot down some open areas. It was pretty crowded field. Mm-hmm. A lot of brush. All grain is brush. It was a Pacific board, like I think 35, 37. Mm, okay. And lots of woods. And one concrete road or paved, and the other roads did not exist because of mud. Okay. So I went ahead and sent two tanks on the right flank in the mud. So, of course, you're rolling to bog. It won't happen often. And you roll a secret die roll to see how many hexes later it actually stops oh, right. and all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, those tanks ended up making it slowly down the, oh. the right flank. And I kept my infantry with my tanks, which you have to do with these AT guns around. And the infantry needs to get out there and, 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 and scout. His radio guy was on the left side of the board down a little that concrete road or paved road um, in the woods. Okay. And I just got into his line of sight. I was fairly bunched up, and he called the OBA in, went full, didn't do spotting round, dropped the yeah. FFE1, and, of course, it missed everything. Yeah. And then he had brought it back, and it hit, did some damage. Then I broke his leader. We didn't route him out. He left him right there hoping. Then he rolled snakes on the rally with the... DM on them. Mm-hmm. Radio's right back in action. <sighs> Something else happened. Went off. He fired it. Went off a little. But anyway, and then I killed him with the sniper. Or oh. broke him with the sniper. Yeah. And dro- and uh, this time he, you know, backed off. Why did he back off? Well, he just felt he wasn't going to roll another snake eye. <laughs> To get yeah. his leader back. Or yeah. He was wounded too or something. Uh-huh. I forget. But, you know, his morale was getting worse. But anyway. Yeah, we played Hunters at Lima. Uh, His three units in front, unsupported. You know, they break. When the fin's coming at you with all these guys, I surrounded all three of them. Oh, wow. Failure to route. Yeah. So you just trying to get some pointers here. You can't can't do that. Well, how many turns is it? He's trying to slow you down. Seven and a half. So, yeah. Yeah, but one squad's not going to slow down on 18 guys coming in. Yeah. Isolated first fire, subsequent. I just kept, and I played aggressive. I did, I had a whole stack, and he had a one of the, one of those front guys, four shot, maybe with a light, six, yeah. six shot, up 
one or two for the brush. And I just ran whole stacks with leaders. Well, he must have been really up front if you surrounded him. Yeah, I was able to. Again, there's so many infantry units that you can break one with the first fire. Subsequent, one case he did a final protective and he broke. And then that guy was eliminated. Or they'd route back and within a turn or two, if they didn't rally, I'd be able to get them later because they were so far ahead also. They weren't routing back into more groups of Germans. Oh, okay. I think he needed to just stay more near the rear. But in our play testings, when there was no change from our play test version to this version, uh, the Germans had lost. Did it? Dave Plain. And the Germans had won. And then this time the Germans, have, he lost with the Germans again. Okay. So we thought maybe this is imbalanced, you know, um, although we play tested it. So, of course, we looked at Roar. Yeah. Almost perfectly balanced. Oh, really? And we were surprised. Like, yeah. oh. Or maybe it was even the Germans had won more, even though in our planes they hadn't. But it it wasn't like the Finns are always going to win. So apparently that OBA, you know. Was he affected at all with the AT guns? No. Yeah. He actually said there's a road that crosses parallel. Well, the road the, the Russians are on goes down the board away from you, plane, and then turns to the right and kind of goes across. You know, I think all the boards do that because they're geomorphic yeah. to the exit hex and down that lane, but it was also blocked by some woods. He didn't notice it. Ah. But we rolled it anyway for fun and see if he could kill a tank. But um, they could exit also other places. So, um, yep, no. Yeah. Yep. And, again, I kept infantry moving up through all the woods along that road, guarding the sides of the tanks too. Yeah. So he couldn't get in with – you got to get in with Panzerfaust. You almost have to go tank hunting that's why I think it's called Hunter's Ed in Lima. Yeah. And that was what I played. And what lately. did you have to do? You had to uh, exit, exit 35 30, points. 35 points. And, yeah. Yeah. And you had no problem with that. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like fun. Well, Dave, now it's time for What's in the Box? Excellent, Jeff. How about that? Why do I feel like it just feels like I haven't had a what's in the box lately? And I, I just uh, ordered some stuff from from uh, Ritter Krieg. Yes, indeed. We need to do our ads. We're not going to play the recorded ones. So yeah. tell me about Ritter Krieg, please, Jeff. Well, Ritter Krieg is a great little website if you love ASL because you can go right to RitterKrieg.com. And you can browse through the many products that he carries. So he carries stuff from MMP, and he carries stuff from Bounding Fire and the, the Lone Canuck, et cetera, et cetera. So great place to just shop around for many different things all in one source. You don't have to be like going to Lone Canuck to buy something and then going over to Bounding Fire to buy something and then going over to MMP to buy something. Just go to Ritter Creek and buy it all. Plus, he's got stuff other than that. He's got like dice towers and interesting things. Stuff goes in and out of stock, you know, so you, you kind of got to go there and keep looking at it. But order from Ritter Creek because you put your stuff together and he ships it out no charge for shipping, no extra charge for shipping in the United States or on Earth. No, just the United States. Other parts of Earth cost more. That is correct. I guess, but however, do, do be respectful. He has kind of asked, you know, don't order a little separate little if you're gonna do an order buy a bunch get some get get some stuff yeah don't order one thing today and then another thing tomorrow and then another thing the next day just so you can you know get the free shipping yeah it's free shipping order 
to order plenty of stuff. So anyway, I ordered that. Uh, I ordered some stuff from Ritter Creek. Just but it recently. hasn't come in yet? It hasn't come in yet. I, but I, you know, I ordered it, and then I ran out to the mailbox like I do, <laughs> waiting for the mailman. And today, the mailman didn't even show up, of course, because it was Martin Luther King Day. Correct. Today, so there was no mail service. So I stood out there in the snow for about 45 minutes until somebody came out. The policeman came out and said, why are you standing out here with no pants on in the snow? And I said, well, I'm waiting for my stuff from Ritter Creek. And he said, you better get back in the house before I call somebody. <laughs> so I did that. Because I'm no dummy. So what N- came in my mailbox yeah, this came- was Stephen Banks had sent a collection, again, getting rid of some of his collection, yeah. um, of games to us, many shrink-wrapped. and Which was, which is very generous. And we thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, it's just We have amazing. permission. Kind of wants them to go to people who want to game. Yeah. Can use them. Uh, the My Passel Club doesn't mean much anymore, but we have enough stuff. Jeff never had the game Red Barricades, so Steve Here said, give is. that to Jeff. Here it is. Look at that. And it's shrink-wrapped. It's brand new. It's brand spanking new. I mean, I'm very excited about it's this. It's not even faded. No. No, he's obviously... Kept it in a smoke-free environment. I don't know if he smokes, but if it, probably the uh, safe that he keeps all of his ASL stuff in is uh, airproof. Have we ever done a box art review for we did. Red Barricades? Okay. We did, and we talked all about the special rules and some of the mega games when we. Yeah. I was playing with Mark and oh, yeah. Tom. But we've never opened it as a what's in the box. And Correct. So that's what I'm going to do right now, assuming my fingernails are going to hold up. Can I borrow your toenails? I think. <laughs> oh, here. Okay. I think I got it. So this is, a, of course, the first historical module produced. It'll be re-released in a package deal with the newer game, Red October, it's going to be called from MMP. Yeah. I'm also expecting Korea any day now. That's going to be... A Any lot of fun. Now. I will be hear, hearing from you. I'll be, probably be hearing from you on Marco Polo. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'll yeah. send you some vids. So I'm having some difficulty getting this open. Hold on. So while Jeff's... Oh, you want to you want to I... on to something else? Well, I'm looking for... Uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you do that here. Because look what came in the mail, too. From Alan Finley yeah, Alan. in Canada. He has sent us... Sample pack of counters. Counters. So I'm just ripping right into this. It's really hard, too. I can't do it either, Jeff. And mine's... <laughs> yeah, what is going on with the... What's with the packaging? This modern this packaging. Insane. There we go. It's like Christmas. They're better than Christmas. Counter samples. Are you ready for this? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm ready. Here you go. Counter samples. We are probably the first people. The first humans. The first carbon units this. to see this. Oh, they gives me goosebumps. Oh, they are going to fall. They are, they are really punched die cut well. 
that I mean I can feel the movement here. Yeah, like this is tumble right out. I'm thinking they would. Um, it looks like the bottoms are not even still attached to the edges. They'll tumble right into the trays where they're supposed to go. Um, maybe I should try it. take a take a look, Jeff, carefully. Hold it carefully from the edges. You have a sheet. Now he sent a little note here. Fanatic units, whether by special scenario rule or heat of battle result, are identified by a white morale level. So you can tell who's uh, fanatic. I see that. White morale level. For on black these. SS counters, a light blue morale. Yes, I see that. Special info units with attributes that change depending on circumstances have asterisks indicating more information on the broken side. Okay. Oh, like it, uh, it actually says here... Um, assault on the broken side. You're still looking at the front, but uh, when wounded, three movement factors. He's got wounded leader counters in here. Oh, I'm starting to like this. Uh, he's got on the back side, like some of these units will say, assault fire for the SS-468. Is listed on the back of the counter. And the white phosphorus on the British. Is that British? 458. Assault fires listed on the back and the white phosphorus in January 44. Or June June 44, sorry. Okay. Units with morale values that change depending on opponents have altered class symbols. Altered class symbols. Hmm. Um, on the back it says versus RO, oh, versus Romanian, versus Hungarian, for like some of the special nationality things. He's got free French counters. Oh, that's what I thought would might have been British blue, with the British edges are the free French, the Polish counters, Romanians. And his partisans, that was the one I was going to order, are Western European partisans, Eastern European, and Balkan-style partisans. Because, you know, they had different clothing. You know, the Russian partisans didn't look like a French partisan. Oh, okay. And that always kind of bugged me. I like that a lot, so I was going to order those myself. He says, please note, the images on this page I'm looking at have not been updated to the new style but the principles apply known issues with this batch because of the short run this batch was digitally printed it means higher possibility of misalignment with die cutting although it looks really aligned. it looks really good yeah i'm not seeing any misalignment at all and he says it's too thick four of my counters stack as high as five official counters mm, really i don't care yeah i don't care i don't see it but i i'm sure he's correct he also has the different, each nationality, the squad, half squad poses vary by class. So there's a variety in each nationality. The same principle applies to leader levels. They're all different poses. Crew counters are supplied in three varieties, one vehicular and two infantry. Yeah, the uh, the graphics on each counter are very, very detailed. In fact, I should get out my... Stronger glasses. Because it's very detailed. Yeah, and he has, uh, it says leaders wounded and heroic. 
Yeah. Heroes. There, I'll give these back to you. Wow. <clears throat> so that's a fine, fine looking product there. And we'll get a picture now, of that. Is out, he huh? selling this now? No, I think this is the test batch that you and I have special oh, okay. privy to. Yeah. Because some producers respect us. Some do. <laughs> some don't. Wow. So that's what's in this special box. Not quite a box, just a yeah. special little gift. Very nice. For preview and review on the show. And I think we, I'm impressed. So, folks, if you're Actually, not supporting Alan and his work over at Broken Ground, we uh, highly recommend it. He deserves it. All right, I finally got the wrapper off of my red barricades. Oh, and here's chapter O, which I do not have yet. Oh, um, I'm sorry. He sent until, us a little question. Oh, it if looks you're like face a fortune. To, if you're fa- he cut it out on thin paper. If your face-to-face opponent wanted to play a scenario using broken ground counters, would you say no? No. No, heck no. No. I mean, and everyone's getting used to having all these counters, too, with Bounding so. Fire yeah. and these other productions yeah. doing colored things. No. I, I mean, you know, just there might the numbers some, are still on there. There might be, yes. What do you need? Of course. What do you need? It has to be the black and white? Can't be colored? Well, I don't know if you if they think, um, oh, you'll be able to identify, you know, which counters are under a concealed marker or something because no. it looks slightly different mm. along the edge, but I don't think so. I don't no. think No. I don't think there's... I've never met an ASL player that plays like that. I've heard there are some that are really sticklers and very picky about stuff like that. But I think for the most part, people are pretty easygoing. All the real, um, the unpleasant players have all passed on. (laughs) Old Krognerds. Yeah. So, Jeff, back to Red Barricades. What's in that box, my friend? Chapter O, as I was just saying, which I do not... I have not previously owned, so I'm going to be looking forward to getting this directly into the rule book. Chapter O, which is 24 pages long, really 22 pages long, including footnotes. and uh, Very small print. Very small print, lots of words, but looking forward to going through this very much so. And it's red. And Dave, there's no blue paper in this one. It's oh, yeah, kind of gold. Yeah. Mm. Oh, doesn't meet your standards. I'll take it if you really don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sell it to you. It'll be on eBay. Uh, and then a red barricades uh, divider. Chapter divider. Chapter divider, which is very nice. So there's some campaign game force organizer there, and on the back side is uh, just a zoomed out version of the map. Not sure how useful that would be. That seems small, but I think Pretty small. It's helpful to Xerox it, copy yeah, it, maybe. and mark yeah. your hidden stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, I maybe. guess so. Okay. And then scenarios, of which there are. The scenarios are still stuck together along the top. Oh, like yeah, that's the way they used to do taken it. Taken out of the pad. Six scenarios, eight scenarios. Wow, this is really, this is really something. I wonder when this was packaged. This had to have been... Boy, that was back in... 98 or something is what I'm guessing. I think earlier. It's on 
So then, speaking of counters, here's a whole set of counters of German-Russian counters for red barricades. I think it came out. Oh, it came out with more infantry. Oh, those fell right out they, too. That's they pop right well out. punched. Back in the by one of those MMP products was frustrating. And these are badly punched. These are interesting because they're corner. They got the uh, little nibs on the corners, not in the center like some of the early modules did. Yeah. Okay. And neither did these. So here. they pop right out. Very nice. And then the best part is that just infantry, all infantry counters. Yeah. I German, thought there were some Russian, tanks too. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's there is another counter sheet here. Here, I'll take it. Oh yeah, this came. This is where you got your location control counters, hand-to-hand -hand melee counters. Oh okay. A few a German vehicle is ah, staying. More is better. Stug Tug, thirty-three B, one hundred and fifty millimeter gun on this Stug. Wow, oh, Stug S T U I G. Two snipe Russian sniper counters. Maybe that's where I got so many Russian counters from, and a forty-five billion locations. Counters lots because you need more of all this anti tank ditches, culvert, sellers. I think sellers was new with this rule set. I thought I think that, that is correct. I'm well, there was to, the I'm old version, that. this is a new version of sellers. Yeah, lots of minefield counters here, and then of course the maps two glorious maps. Yeah, larger. With the, with the larger hex size, which is so nice in this day and age. I do love these so suitable for mounting. And we've <laughs> really. And we've discussed these maps before. Yeah, we have. Is there two? There's two. Right. There's they two connect together, yeah. of course, to form two 24 by 36 inch of Stalingrad. maps. Gorgeous. And these are the paper maps. These are not the cardboard kind, so. Yeah, you definitely don't need to lay them under plastic. Yeah. And then an Avalon Hill slash Victory Games oh. registration card. You can register your game and list a little thing where you bought it and mm, how much memories. you paid for it and do I play computer games. And here's the, at the bottom. Do a friend a favor. Now that you're registering... For our mailing list, why not recommend someone you know who will also enjoy our products? I wonder what would happen if I sent this in, though. <laughs> I'd have to place a first-class postage on it. Probably in those days it was $0.10. Cents, Return to sender. $0.12, cents maybe. Yeah. Avalon Hill, Victory Games, 4517 Harfer Road, Baltimore, Maryland. We should go there and see what's there now. And then an Avalon Hill Universal Games and Parts list. Oh, effective November 1st, 1995. Gosh, okay. This is going back like 10 years. 20 years. 95, 05, 15, 20 plus years. 22 years. <sighs> Seems like just yesterday. It sure does. I remember driving home with that from Games Plus. Do you? Yeah. Right in Mount Prospect. Illinois. They've got a toll-free number here. I want to call it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, we're going to call this Avalon Hill uh, toll-free number and just see what happens. So let's see.
like your opinion in a quick three-question survey. As a thank you, select callers will receive a free Caribbean cruise what? with you for helping us. Hi, is this Let the Avalon Hill? Avalon Hill? Is this Avalon Hill? Are you or someone in your household 50 years or older? Yeah, Let's yes. Yes. Yeah, we all are. Or no. No, we all are. All of us. We'd yeah. like to talk to you about your games. Press one for red, yes. red barricades. For no. We'd like to order uh, an extra chart. We're missing uh, a half squad counter. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Was that really the number now? Yeah. I guess they don't throw them away. I guess not. <laughs> wow, it's going to be really hard. Hard to get any extra stuff. But it says if you're calling from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Wow. Well, that's a little disappointing. I guess some things are not eternal. Well, I guess oh, that boy. wraps up another episode there, Dave. Uh, sure thing, Jeffrey. That sure was a good one. Yeah, humdinger. Right. A real humdinger. I think that Wells Fargo wagon is a coming, <laughs> and I'm expecting Korea, and you're expecting some things from Ritter Creek. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be very fun, very fun. So we're going to have to sign off here. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks we're so gonna, much for listening, everybody. We're going to get out the jug, take our shoes off, and maybe uh, just kick back a little bit and talk about some squad later. Sure thing. Look forward to seeing y'all next time. Until then, we're going to say goodbye, y'all. Try, hey, let's do Festus. Remember Festus? Oh, oh sure, Marshall Dillon. <laughs> or, or how about that other guy? Um, oh, shoot, what was his name? I had kind of, well, why? <laughs> never mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the minds are going. Thanks, everybody. Remember well, to squeal like a pig and roll uh, low. But not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. You don't have to squeal like a pig Gosh when you're dang. playing us. You don't have to do that. No. We'd rather you didn't, in fact. Walter Brennan. Walter. Walter. Look. Get the, the heck off that tractor. <laughs> That's the one, Walter Brennan. He he did a short-lived series called The Guns of Will Sonnet. Oh. Yeah, he's like, you're a dick, Nibbit. I used to be <laughs> the fastest gun in the West. It's Walter, no brag. Walter just Brennan. Fact. Yeah. He was a great, Wonderful. loved him in uh, How the West Was Won, one of my favorite sh- movies of all time. Huh. Want yeah. to do it on Spine and Sprocket. You don't think we're going to get death threats for this show, do you? I hope so. It would mean somebody's listening. There's no place like home, be it ever so.